0: Today I'm going to give meditation instruction on mindfulness of breathing, the body, and also how to work with the manka. I'll talk more so about patience and mindfulness, how it supports your practice. To begin with, when you come to sit to meditate, it's very very important to settle back in a present moment and letting go of the past and future meditation starts with relaxation it doesn't matter how many times you have been meditating simply relax your body and mind before you start with mindfulness of breathing you sit down and become aware of the body sitting here the whole body sitting from the top of your head to the top when you are sitting whatever posture you take just be aware of the whole body sitting here the body sitting when the body is sitting it reveals a few things one is sensations as the body is sitting here sometimes you can be aware of the touch points wherever the body is touching and also you can be aware of the body sitting as you become aware of the tension in your back so this is really nothing for you to fabricate simply be aware of what's already happening naturally the body is sitting here and the mind knows that the body is sitting here so that's called mindfulness of the body the Buddha talked about the practice of mindfulness of the body in a discourse called the full foundation of mindfulness so you sit here and then be aware of the body sensations, how the body f- feels, is it present, unpleasant or neutral? Are the body sitting here? So when you do this, there is that kind of embodiment. Mm-hmm. Be, 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 being, we be, human beings who are embodied beings, so we are residing in this body, but some of us we really don't pay attention what's going on in the body so as you sit here sometimes it's very very important to be aware of different areas of the body where you might feel tension and tightness mm-hmm. sometimes you can start with the awareness of the eyes maybe their jaws are they relaxed your tongue is it relaxed you come away with the shoulders huh? the shoulders relax them Put your hand on top of the other like this and relax, open your chest so that you can breathe as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. If you sit like this, then you squeeze the lungs and that's not good for your breathing. If you sit like this, then you overstretch yourself. So relax, drop the shoulders and just relax. Be aware of the shoulders. Sometimes there's a tension in the shoulders and let go of that tension. Be aware the, of the, the back, the way is positioned not too tense, not too tight you come aware of the knees, you can aware of the ankles touching, so this kind of awareness helps you to really make that transition from the external world to the internal world as you become more aware of the body, and so the body sitting here from that place of uh, embodiment uh, Really, you feel embodied. You really start now to become aware of the breath. So you take a few slow, deep breaths uh, to relax. First and foremost, it helps you to relax. But uh, most people ask why the body, why taking uh, the breath as the major object of our attention. Actually, the breath is a very neutral object, it's there all the time, it doesn't require any training, so you've been breathing since you are born, so you're aware of the breath. Uh, All the time, sometimes people, they are not aware, they just breathe while caught up in so many things, but when you come on a retreat, we start bringing our undivided attention and awareness of the body, Uh, breath. The breath is also the body, actually. So, take a deep, slow breath. Three deep, slow breath This helps you to oxygenate the blood. The breath is universal, it's neutral, it doesn't stir up a lot of emotions. So it's easy to observe. So now you begin with awareness of the breath wherever you feel more distinctly, either at the nostrils or the rise and the This awareness of the breath here at the abdomen is recommended for beginners because sometimes the breath might be very elusive, but if you become aware of the rise and the abdomen, then that can help you a lot. And also people who stay so much in their head, right? When people stay so much in their head and you tell them to be aware of your breath at the nostrils, sometimes it's difficult, but awareness of the breath that is a secondary stage, because this is a primary stage, and this is a secondary stage of the breath. So being aware of the breath, when you breathe in, the abdomen rises, when you breathe out, it falls. So you can be aware of the rising and the falling. if that works for you. Some people, it doesn't work. So you can be aware of the breath at its primal state here. As the breath come and go, you can be aware of the touch sensation. Uh, sometimes you can be aware of the warmness, coolness of the breath, the touch sensation of the breath. Whether you we come out of the breath at the nostrils or at the rising full of abdomen so it's very important to know the rising and passing aspect of that experience as you breathe in the abdomen rises so you can be aware of the extension the rising of the abdomen sometimes there's tension there's contraction there's pressure what's happening with that pressure and contraction. Is it rising and passing away or staying the same? So, when you do this, then you practice mindfulness so breathing. Of course, different elements are involved water elements, where you feel, uh, uh, when, for instance, you are becoming aware of the breath at the nostrils. Uh, Sometimes it's you feel some kind of moisture, uh, some fire elements. Uh, Coolness or warmness of the breath, coolness of the breath, sometimes there's touch sensations. So you can really actually take whatever um, area that you want to observe, either nostrils or the full But be familiar with one of them. Mm? Do not toggle back and forth. Okay, one time is. The breath at nostrils at any time rather than before breathing. So just find one area if you feel comfortable to observe the breath, and then take it from there. So if you choose, let's say, mindfulness of breathing at nostrils. So just be with that. Try to be aware of the breath from the beginning of in breath to the end of it, beginning of out breath to the end of it. Really, you need to sustain your attention from the beginning of in-breath to the, all the way to the end of it. And also from the beginning of out-breath to the end of it. The breath takes only a few seconds, like maybe two seconds. So can you pay a sustained attention all the way through? When you do that, we, we practice continual mindfulness. And with continual mindfulness, uh, then Con- concentration will arise naturally because there's no gaps for the, the mental environment to arise. So, with the uh, concentration arising, uh, that will lead to wisdom and uh, and, uh, and You can be more aware of different sensations that are involved when you practice mindfulness of being. Sometimes mm-hmm. you feel pleasant feelings. Neutral feelings, unpleasant feelings that can come as you practice this practice, so you can become more aware of these kind of uh, mind states, like uh, uh, boredom, sometimes excitement, happiness, joy. So, really, when you practice mindfulness breathing, we can choose to stay with the breath for a long time, Hmm? becoming aware of in and out. The breath, or we can actually expand our awareness. We just stay with the breath for a short time and expand our awareness to include uh, other objects that come, less feelings. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can uh, be aware of emotions, thoughts. So, in other words, we can use the breath to gain concentration and stay just with the breath alone. Or we can use it to to practice what we call insight meditation, where we become, we use the breath as just an anchor, as the foundation, and then we can be aware of other objects that come and go. So, in in this case, when we practice uh, mindfulness of the breath, and uh, as our anchor, and we tune into the Different changes of the breath and different objects coming and going, we are actually practicing insight meditation, knowing the impermanence nature of every experience, mind states, knowing the unsatisfactory nature of those experiences, knowing the selfless nature, the impersonal nature of whatever is arising in our experience. Here, the rule of thumb in meditation is to be aware of whatever is arising in a in the present moment. Be aware of whatever is arising in the present moment whenever it becomes prominent. So, this is really um, a, a, a very good reminder for us. You uh, know, when you're an, an experienced meditator, it's always good to be reminded about this rule of thumb to be aware of whatever is arising in the present moment whenever it becomes prominent. Sometimes as you're sitting here, practicing maintenance sometimes sounds become very prominent at that time you, you have to be aware of the sound and then come back this brings us to uh, a concept which we call the anchor when we do this practice, it's good to have an anchor an anchor helps you to get grounded it's just like the boat when you put it, when you're sailing, when you're driving a boat, and then after that you want to come on land and then you leave the boat behind. So you need to throw the anchor down, whether it's a sea or a lake or river, in ocean, you have to throw the anchor so that the boat stay there, even if the wind come, uh It will be just swayed a little bit but it will still stay in one place. It will be firm but then moving a little bit. So the same thing in meditation, we need to have an anchor so that when the wind, in this case emotions coming and different mind states coming and difficult emotions coming, it can sway us but we still can stay in the same place. So we use the breath as an anchor so that we can stay there all the time and this is something that keep, uh, keeps on straining us or well, takes our attention away then we can be mindful of that mind state and then come back to our anchor so then the anchor becomes what we call a primary object primary object the breath becomes the primary object, we can stay there all the time until something arises that takes our awareness away from the primary object. And that something that comes, that takes away our awareness from the primary object, we call it secondary object. Let's say you're sitting here, practicing breathing in and out, you have your anchor or your primary object, and call it also home object. So then as you breathe in, being calm and peaceful, all of a sudden pain might arise in the knee. And it might be raging and it's taking your awareness away from mindfulness of breathing. So you have to be what you call flexible, not just square mind. You just become aware, oh, pain, pain, and then come back to the breath. So this is very important to have an anchor. But of course, uh, when you practice meditation and you start with an anchor, as your practice becomes very proficient, uh, what happens is the the mind will choose its own objects naturally. When there's calmness, there's peace, there's concentration, there's continuity of mindfulness and there's wisdom, so the mindfulness uh, will be constant, and then the mind will choose its object naturally to just choose whatever object that comes. So in the beginning it's very recommended to have an anchor but don't get attached to your anchor, of course. When maybe you, you, you get more concentration, uh, the anchor is maybe not needed and in many ways it can uh, really be counterproductive when the mind is more stable. So we recommend this anchor for people who are beginning their practice. And experienced meditators also can use it uh, at the initial stages of it your Meditation session. Let's say if meditation is for 45 minutes. Maybe you can choose to use an anchor for the first 15 minutes or so. Depends how you feel it. Another thing that uh, I recommend when you're practicing meditation, uh, even if you are an experienced meditator, sometimes it might be useful to use what you call a mental note. A mental note is again another technique that helps can help you to bring your awareness closer to what's arising in the moment. Again, it's just a technique. You can use it or you may leave it. But I find it very helpful, especially when there's many difficult emotions. By just just noting it, let's say, anger, fear, worry, it can help uh, to disentangle oneself from uh, these difficult emotions. So, uh, use the anchor uh, as your foundation and it will help you to go through many objects that arise during meditation. As you sit here and meditate, many, many, many objects will arise. Sometimes thoughts, anger, fear, then breathing arising, a little bit of pain here and all these things. If we practice systematically having an anchor or primary object and ground ourselves in this permanent object, it's very easy to deal with various objects that comes in meditation restlessness, thoughts, worry, all these kind of things. So, work with the anchor and see if it helps you. And if it doesn't help you, uh, you can just practice what you call um, cho- choiceless awareness. You don't have an anger an anchor, and then you just become aware of whatever arises with that. Choosing the object, so you are not picking. You just you you just sit there and just allow your awareness to expand as far it can go to uh, include every experience that arises in your meditation. So uh, this is uh, some of the ways how to work with an anchor, and again, uh, it's very effective for meditating. Then I'd like to talk more about patience and continuity of management. Most of us who have been practicing for such a long time, uh, we come to meditation with uh, uh, an idea that since you have been meditating, meditating for a long time, as soon as you sit on the cushion, as, as, soon, as soon as you come on a retreat, it's going to be easy. Well, it might be not so easy but whether easy or not uh, we have to have patience in our practice patience means uh, to me it means in in meditation practice is to be open to what arises without focusing so much on the goal of the practice so um, patience means uh, I'm focusing on more of the process with my intention to practice meditation and the efforts that I put out there to practice meditation. Then the results will come naturally because I'm putting the effort and my intention are very clear. So then I'm patient with whatever arises, whether it's difficult emotion, whether it's um, uh, positive emotions. I'm just really uh, waiting to see what shows up without manipulating so much the, uh, the practice by forcing yourself so hard or uh, kicking yourself so hard uh, to make a certain mind state arise. So, this is impatience if you really uh, over efforting, you know, trying to even fold your face like this to make sure that gain concentration. So it's better to sit back and relax, have the intention to practice mindfulness and continue your practice of mindfulness. And then as the effort, the results will come naturally. For me, I look at this practice as planting Dhamma seeds. I wrote a book called Actually Planting Dhamma Seeds. So when you plant a seed, your intention to plant the seed is there, and the effort to plant it. You can even put more water and irrigate it, put in your seed in proper soil, but you cannot force the seed to germinate. You cannot force the seed to produce fruit. That's outside your control. But what's within your control is put out the intention and then arouse the effort. So that's what we, we need when we come to practice. We need to be patient to do what we need to do to arouse mindfulness which will lead to concentration which in time will lead to wisdom. So, continuing to mindfulness will lead to concentration. And uh, concentration will lead to wisdom and discerning so that we can see for ourselves uh, how the practice of meditation unfolds. If we are impatient, that's a form of aversion. And aversion is not good for us as we practice meditation to overcome aversion. You see? But patience, of course, is loving kindness, is a good quality of mind that can help us to pass persevere through our practice and be with whatever arises, whether slow, slow and topper, restless restlessness and worry, whether it's happiness or joy, we have to be patient with our practice. So that's a very good quality to develop in fact. It's one of what uh, one of the ten uh, paramis perfections the Buddha had to practice. So you see, when you practice mindfulness uh, in this uh, retreat, you need to practice this perfection. One moment of patience leads to another moment of patience. Patience with pain when pain comes. Uh, Sometimes people are very impatient. Mm-hmm. they keep on shifting like this like this like this chain cushion do this so what you need to do is to be patient of course don't sit there to suffer because Bante good doctor talked about patience and you sit there when there's a lot of pain oh i have to be patient and i'll sit here for one hour two hours in pain no? we are not here to suffer patience means Can I be uh, able to put or push an extra envelope? Can I extend my boundaries? Can I be more tolerant? And really look at your tolerance level. Can I be here with pain? Uh, Can I be mindful of pain for the next one minute, next two minutes, three minutes? Can I gain more insight when pain is around? Uh, Can I be more mindful? So then you see how far you can go after you get nuggets of wisdom as you are practicing patience or maybe pain so then maybe it's okay to um, just release a bit like this and then you continue with the practice of meditation You can of course also later on change your posture and go and sit some other place but don't go until you really used some of the uh, tools that you have on, on how to deal with difficult uh, mind states or difficult, difficult physical sensations such as pain so you can be mindful of it you can yeah, gain wisdom into these uh, physical sensations or pain so then I'll talk more about mindfulness mindfulness is to be aware to be aware, to be alert of whatever is arising. It's very, very important in this practice not just to be mindful, but to practice the continuity of mindfulness. Continuity of mindfulness, because each mindfulness moment leads to another mindfulness moment. So there's weak mindfulness, there's strong mindfulness. So to, pra- to practice in this meditation and gain benefits of meditation, you need to have what called of practice. One moment of mindfulness may be weak, but if you put another moment of mindfulness, another moment of mindfulness, you will be surprised how your mindfulness will be so strong because you have put one mindful moment after another mindful moment after another mindful moment it's
1: like this rope;
0: it's made of small small threads which are very weak and they're put together actually but when you because they're put together so they become so strong so strong that even if you you put a finger like this you cannot make a hole in this world. Why? Is because one thread, though it's weak by itself, but because one weak thread, soft as it is, it's next to another weak thread, another one, another one. when they all come together they are very weak. This is very very important in this practice. Uh, as you you become aware of Breath, the body, and other sensations, or mindsets that arises during a meditation. Try to practice continuity of mindfulness. Don't allow spaces and say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to think about my vacation as I'm sitting here. What will come after this retreat?" Of course, these thoughts of the future. But you can still be mindful of the thoughts, planning, or remembering. You know, because of course, when you sit here, you're going to have definite thoughts of the what will come after the retreat. You know, how you're going to explain this retreat uh, experience to others. These thoughts still you can be mindful of them and expand your awareness to include everything that comes in your practice. The good news is that. Mindfulness can bring you to that age where you can see for yourself when you can open up to whatever experience that comes whether difficult emotions, feelings, sensations whatever comes we should not exclude anything in our meditation practice we should expand our awareness, but we have to proceed systematically starting with uh, being aware of the whole body sitting here then the breath, because the body well sitting here, it's breathing. We become aware of the breath. Then we can actually use the breath and breath as the primary object, and then the rest of the object that comes as secondary. We can allow ourselves to tumble back and forth. But the principle that. And guide us in this toggling back and forth between our anchor, our primary object, and secondary object is to be aware of whatever is arising in the present moment whenever it becomes permanent. That's the rule of the thumb. So then we proceed on uh, with patience. We become patient whenever difficult things arise. So we should be patient with our practice to see how it unfolds organically. Thank you very much. I hope you will uh, succeed in your practice and enjoy your meditation. May you be well, really happy and peaceful. Okay. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit Dharmased.org slash donate.